Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And here we go. Here we go again. A little off rhythm. It's all right. I guess yeah. we, we probably could have went the whole episode and not told anybody that. Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, we're going to release it next week anyways. Oh, is that what your plan was? I, I was, so. well, technically, I guess we could wait this wouldn't week. come out until like the 14th. Yeah, I guess we And we're we recording wait. on the 1st. Yeah. Could do that. That's that was yeah. what I was gonna do. Yeah, I guess so. Keeping every other, keep it in with every other. Because otherwise, there'll be two weeks with no grumpy guy. Yeah, exactly. And then we might lose some of our two hundred listeners exactly. if they go too long without us. So yeah. it's probably a good idea. So yeah. But anyways, you got a trap trap shooting competition. Yep. Next, next Saturday. Weekend, so. so I just remembered it last night. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I better hit up James and see if we can. <laughs> Justice. We would have just done it at the trap shoot. Yeah, we would have figured. We would have figured something out. Shut up out there. We would just hit record on your phone mm-hmm. and just be like, "Oh, it's a trap shoot competition." What the fuck's going on here, Rob? How you doing? <laughs> All right, and we got Z here mm-hmm. with his Pokemon update. So, what you got for us today, dude? A lichen rock. A lichen rock. I like the lichen rocks. Sweet. Looks like a wolf. Yeah, it looks like a wolf. Yeah. 
It attacks a rock throw and a cellar rock. Rock mm. throw does 30 damage and the cellar rock does 100 damage. Um, it evolves from rock rough and rock rough is, is its first stage. It has 110 hit points and it's a ground type. Mm. It's Weakness is grass types, and its resistance is nothing. Wow. Okay. That's a little story on it. Tiny words. Tiny, Tiny big words. Print. Tiny printed big existence. words. Okay. They had to create their own font for that. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, font size. What is it? Quick movements confuse its enemies. Well, equipped. Equipped with claws and fangs, it also uses the sharp rocks on its mane as a weapon. Huh. Nice. Sounds good. So you can't just bite its neck. That's a bunch of sharp rocks, huh? Mm-hmm. Like Ajax bites Aukas. Yeah, it? it's funny, man. I can see the value of those mm -hmm. collars. I mean, watching Ajax just jack Aukas' neck up. And you're like, oh, and you realize, like, they have that freaking meat and mm -hmm. fur there for a reason. And that's where they go for it. But, uh, yeah, and then that's why you put those collars on dogs that might get in a fight with other yeah. dogs. Yeah, the big, so. thick ones. And, yep. I mean, because that's what dogs go for. Yep. Yeah, they know how to kill. Yep. It's in them. Go for the neck. Go for the neck. So. Good, good spot to start. Yeah. That's what the mantis goes for. Not go for the face like Rigby. <laughs> go for the face. Rigby's on regular show. He's this tiny little raccoon type character. Anytime he gets in a fight, he just jumps on their face and starts going Scratch. for it. Just go for the face, man. I, I mean, think, I think that's a primate thing. I think monkeys do that. Probably, but man, it'll, it'll stun them. If you're, if you got to fucking go, go for the face. Go for the face. Yeah. So, what else? What else? Got? Yeah. Um, what do we do today or this week? Where do we go? We went to Glenwood Springs. Ooh, Glenwood Springs and did some swimming. You're a swimmer now. Mm-hmm. Don't need no life vests or nothing. That's awesome. Jumping off diving boards. What'd you do? You did did a cannonball. Did a front flip. Did a front flip. No way. Did, did an yeah. aerial. Did a dive. Sweet, dude. Yeah, he was going for you it. You got diving down pretty good? How, how'd that go? Did you belly smack her or back smack her or anything? No. no? He's got it down. He's getting an angle. Yeah, At least the there's angle. an angle. There's an angle? Yeah. yeah. Sweet, dude. And also, I did an aerial you didn't when aerial. I was trying... It's it's a front flip over your shoulder. Ah, kind of like a cartwheel type thing. Yeah. A no-handed cartwheel, basically. No-handed cartwheel. Kind of okay. Yeah. Um, and when I was trying to do a front flip, I did an aerial. And and then the second time I tried, I did a front flip. That's awesome, dude. I didn't know you had the skills to do a front flip like that. He's got a friend who uh, has a trampoline. Uh -huh. And she does gymnastics too, so that's helpful. I've been over yeah. there a couple times, and she, they're kind of coaching them on doing some things. Oh, nice! She, she taught me how to um, do a front flip, and I can land it now. And she's teaching me how to do an aerial. Sweet, yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> it's good skills to have. It is. It's like you don't really think you need them until you go to the diving board, and then you're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. this is good, and then fucking know how to flip my body through the air. Yeah. Like I don't, so I just. Did a cannonball. Yeah. And that's... It's I'm, disorienting. Like, if you're not 
don't know how to like flip and twist and stuff. Like, oh yeah, it's a definite. It's a skill. Or even diving. Yeah, like jump off something and then go head first, head first. into water. Yeah, and it's it's not something you do uh-huh. all the time, and it is a little disorienting. And then there's all these people around that can laugh at you. Laugh at you when you when so, so I just do a cannonball. <laughs> Oh yeah, and actually, I miss being seven, man. Some fuck things up. Some of the times I actually did a dive like this. Nice. With yeah. my head up too, but I didn't get water at my nose. That's good. And then even when that happens, it does. It's uncomfortable, but it's not gonna hurt you. It's not the end of the world, it's man. Not the end of the world. So, well, cool. Yeah, it was a fun, fun trip. Mm-hmm. Fun trip to Glenwood. I said it was a little interesting with the whole wearing masks here, but you can take them off take them the off pool, here, I know. and they got the little circles on the grass where everybody's supposed to put their stuff and stay separated, but people aren't necessarily paying attention to all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we only so. we only saw those. We so remember when we were talking to you about where there were seats on the grass. Yep. We only noticed those circles on the grass when we were leaving. They were. Big white circles on the grass. Gotcha. Well, yep, supposed to be your designated <coughs> COVID-free area. So, yeah, the circle keeps the COVID out. The distance can't <laughs> can't get that six feet, man. It's a fucking weak ass little bitch. Hmm. So, especially out in the sunlight, it's just so you get those little circles. It's kind of like the there's an episode of uh, SpongeBob SquarePants called the camping episode. Mm-hmm. And super funny, one of the funnier ones that they ever did. And they had to draw a sea bear circle. That's how you protected yourself from the sea bear, was you had to draw a circle in the sand. And it couldn't be an oval. It was, it was fucking hilarious. You know, it's like, really? This is... And it did, right? Like, at, in the end, it worked. And the sea bear's coming to get him. And it fucking stops and it looks down. It's like... Can't get past the circle. Goddamn circle in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna keep me away from him and you know then yeah cruises off but it was it reminds me of that I'm like it's a, it's a giant sea bear circle basically yeah right. nothing's gonna get inside that circle sea bears can't go in it COVID can't go in it it's fucking is what it is mm-hmm. so cool man wait did we go anywhere or do anything else oh yeah dad did stick water up his nose yeah we're gonna get into all that I did the neti pot but I got, we got a whole episode of breathing shit so if you're done, we're going to get into that. Cool. Yep. I taped my mouth tonight, but actually, but I woke up in the middle, like, uh, 11-something, and um, I took it off. Did you? Because it already came off my lower lip. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Right, no, man. actually, for three nights, Z. I slept with it. Yep, you did a good job. Come on, man. You gotta go. Yeah. All right, thanks, buddy. See you, dude. Love you, dude. Bye. <laughs> I'll drag it out. Yes, you will. And he's starting to get into some of the shit that we're going to talk about. The breathing stuff. Fucking mouth taping and neti pots and all sorts of shit, dude. <laughs> it's a whole brave new world since I last saw you. I, I see this. It's gone fucking... It's only been a week. It's only been a week. It's It's been a long... Uh, been a long week. Lots of... of eventful uh, things. Eventful things. Lots of learning mm. and different learning opportunities. So, so, yeah. So, basically, since I last saw you, I had a 
like a consultation, whatever coaching session with the, the Chuck McGee, the iced Viking breathworks guy that was uh, James Nestor mm-hmm. talks about him in the he talked about him in Joe Rogan and in his book. Um, and so and then Friday, Steve Maxwell had a breathing webinar. And so, did you get the email for that? I got the email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It uh, it was funny. When did I get it? It went out Monday, so I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just do another breathing thing this week. And so I signed up for that. And then, uh, like I said, Chuck had mentioned to me at the end of our session that XPT has a breathing certification that's all online and you know isn't that expensive, uh, relatively speaking. And so I signed up for that. And so I've been studying. You know, doing so have that. you started doing that? Yeah. You're into it already? Okay. Yeah. And it's a legitimate course. It's not one of these, you know, sometimes you get into these things and it's just like, you know, I don't know how to, it's, they're more of a joke. You're getting some info, but like, yeah, it's a to course, it's course. a certification, sure, whatever. Uh, but no, this is legit. Like they're, you know, you're, you're they got different modules and you got to learn shit and then pass a little test at the end of the module to open up the next one, make sure. So you got, you got to pay attention and know what's going on and hmm. uh yeah they get into a lot of different shit like they have a bunch of different breathing methods that they use and so getting to how to assess breathing and then you know now based on that based on the assessment what breathing techniques and what do you want to do to help improve it i mean it's just like anything else you're you assess it find what's where the weak point is and then different techniques are going to have different effects on the body and so you can you know, use these techniques. Use the proper technique to fix what you got going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty much been my what I've been learning a lot of. Um, I mean, even Steve talked about that. He had a whole section on assessing breathing before he got into the the drills and stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah. And part of that was mouth taping. I don't know if you've ever. I've I've done that now. <laughs> yeah. I'm three or four nights in a row now. I've done it. Yep. Um. I, I'm so new to it. I don't know if there's I'm getting much benefit from it or not. I'm just trusting in the people that say there's benefit to it. Yeah, I mean, how do you I'm, feel? Um, I don't know. I feel good, I guess. I mean, like I say, it's it's new. I'm making it through the night with that thing on there. Yeah, that's good. And I don't... I don't know. I, I, I honestly, like, being that I've done it for, like, four nights in a row now, um... I'm led to believe that I breathe through my nose most of the time at night anyways because it doesn't feel terribly different. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Well, the main thing is like getting up. Like if you if you feel like you got to – for me, when I don't do the mouth taping, I definitely feel like I got to uh, get up and either go to the bathroom and or get a drink at least once in the during the night. And with the mouth taping, I don't have that. See, I, I, prior to this, like, I n- very rarely do I get up and feel like I need a drink of water. Yeah. If I drink too much water before I go to bed, you know, I will have to wake up and go pee at some time. Right. I don't see how, how is uh, mouth taping supposed to negate that? It's not supposed to, right? I mean, what? If, if you got to pee, you got to pee. Well, no, no, no. In that, in that book, uh, Breathe, he explained, I, I can't remember the exact physiological mechanisms but somehow when you mouth breathe, it actually triggers the need to pee. Like you, uh, something with your kidneys. Um, so it's like the opposite. Because I, I remember him saying like you would think, because when you mouth breathe, you're actually, 
that's why your mouth gets dry. Like you're actually expelling more moisture. And so you would think that if you're expelling more moisture that you would need to pee less, less, but it's actually the opposite. Your body actually sends the signal to the kidneys to, you know, signal the need to pee. So you wake up in the middle of the night needing to pee. That got me thinking like how many people have a prostate problem and how many people are just fucking mouth breathers? Cause man, I'll tell you, it made a fucking mark difference for me. Like I would have to get up at least once a night and feel like I needed to go pee. And now I don't at all. Like, I just sleep through the fucking hmm. night. Now that I'm thinking about it, in the past three, four nights, I gotta replay it. Yeah, I only had to get up and go pee one out of the four nights. So I guess that is an improvement. Because it's it's not super uncommon. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, for me to wake up and go pee in the middle of the night... It's probably like a 50% of the time thing. You yeah. know, and I, I don't pay that much attention to it. I just get up, kind of shuffle to the bathroom, pee, shuffle back. Like, it's yeah. not an event. You know what I mean? I never, never go get a drink of water. So, the only time I've ever got up and got to get a drink of water is like if I'm sick and I'm all stuffed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's been nights where I've had to do that. But, yeah, so maybe there is a difference there. Yeah. Now that, now that you're pointing that out. I had no idea that those two would be connected. I didn't either. I, I didn't know either, man. And I, like I said, when I read that, I was that was one of the things. I was like, man, I, I fucking do that. Hmm. And so I wonder, and sure enough, I, I mean, it's it's a marked difference. Hmm. I mean, I have, yeah, it, it was a pretty common occurrence for me. And now it's, I think I've had to do it like maybe, and even then I think like, because what I'll do is I'll wake up and I'll be, I'll be too hot. <clears throat> like that's more of a problem now than like needing to go pee. And so... Like, I think even the time that I had to go pee, I was more like bored. I just wanted to get up and like cool off for a second. You know, you don't have the chili pad? I do. I had, to, I had to turn it down. So it's definitely different in the summer and the winter. Huh. So I'm still, uh, cause I, I had to turn it down to like 60 degrees last night. And then I think it might've been a little too cold. So I got to turn it up a little bit. Cause if you, if you get it too cold, it's weird. Like you sleep. But you can't get into a deep sleep. It's like... Because your body's working to keep its core temperature. Yeah, you know, it just senses like, hey, man, like this is not a, a total a place to just relax. Because like if things got colder... You'd be in trouble. I'd be in trouble. And so you're just, you know, I'm, I'm, you're just right on this edge of you're sleeping, but man, you're not really able to just sleep. Huh. And so, you know, and then again, if it gets too hot... You just then you get woke wake up. up. Yeah. You're just like, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? So it sucks, man. There's that fucking little <laughs> window that, that you have to have. And I wish I could figure out the exact science to getting it. Maybe, I don't know. What do you do? You got the windows open and shit? I just run my swamp cooler. Yeah. You know, and I got, uh, you know, with the swamp cooler, you got your window cracked. You know, and I got a drop in my room. My house stays pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I can keep my house pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And being that it's just me and old Frank. In the bedroom, you know, it doesn't get too hot. Yeah. yeah. There, there is nights. I mean, because, dude, it hasn't been cooling down that much at night. This time of year, it only gets down to, like, 70 degrees at night. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, high 60s, low 70s. Right. And so, yeah, the swamp cooler's cranking all night. So, you wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, shit, it's yeah, a little chilly. chilly. Yeah, it's See, we got, we got air conditioning, and so it turns on and off mm-hmm. as needed. And, you know, it's uh, it's funny. My wife runs... She's from Hawaii, so she's used to things being warmer. Uh-huh. And so it, uh, you know, like she keeps the, the AC at like 78 during the day. 
Which is like, I know. Like, what's the point? Of what's the point of having AC, man? <laughs> On some level. So, but I, you know, we 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 do because we keep like the back door open. Like we keep doors uh-huh. open in the house probably more than we should. And so I think she's kind of trying to balance some of that which out. That makes sense. Which it, it it does make sense. But then again, there's times when I'm like, dude, why is this? fucking hot in this house man and I go and I look and it's 79 degrees because you know it, it said it's 78 but uh-huh. it hasn't quite kicked on yet and it's warmed up to 79 and I'm like it is fucking almost 80 degrees in this house what is going on here and uh, and she's fine she's just like huh? I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about like she's looking at me like I'm crazy a little <laughs> fucking demented like okay whatever no, man, like my because my swamp cooler said it's on a thermostat you know so yeah. it kicks on and off like AC and I keep it pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think my house stays pretty goddamn cold because I, I don't do. I do a lot better in the cold than I do in the heat. You know, yeah, I, I was born and raised in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're from from the cold. So yeah, no, I'd uh, I definitely sleep better in the cold than I do the heat. But uh, so, anyways, enough about fucking sleeping, sleeping man. We got our fucking breathing. breathing shit. So how you been, the Wim Hof, any new reports from you? No, you? man. I think I talked about it, like, you know, last episode. You know, it's, I really like the, the fasting and the, and the breathing exercises. I yeah. still, you know, I'm, I still do every morning and most evenings, you know, I'll do two, three, four rounds of the Wim Hof breathing, you know, in the cold showers. It's good shit. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm going into this will be week 10, I think, of the fundamentals. Nine or 10 okay. coming up. So I yeah. think that's the last week of it. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I'm to the point now to where it's almost like they're just reaching. To that, fill, it, they are, to, man. To feel like the last... It fell apart. Like, week 10 the, is a fucking joke. The last three weeks. Yes. Like, so yes. I'm, I think, like I said, I think I'm going into 10. But like I fire up the, the group class, the group lesson. And it's dude, it's pointless. It's pointless. Like, it's pointless at this it point. Is. Like I, I've I've extracted the benefit. Like I like the breathing exercise. He's not teaching anything. Nothing new. new. There's nothing new. There's nothing new. Yeah. It's just more of oh, here's some other benefits to it. Yeah. Right. And then old girl comes in and tries to take over the fucking show, and yeah, then it gets it's, all it's, awkward. Yeah. It's, it's so like, I'm like, ah, oh, come on, man. Yeah. You know, it's dude. I'm even more convinced that that chick is fucking. She's got some inside, man. Because I there's a video that pops up every once in a while and I recognize her face. It's like, oh, you know, anybody can do this. And like, she's like, oh, my name's, you know, Marika or whatever the hell her name is. She's like, I've been doing the Wim Hof Method for two years and I'm a yoga instructor. I'm like, that's it. And you could tell like she hadn't even really been doing it. Like, I I don't know, like the stretching. Cause like I'm watching the, the original, like that's the one we should have fucking gotten. Mm-hmm. Like the original is way better way better it's fucking whim like raw whim like what you want to see like okay how does this shit really work not this fucking like weird stylized production bullshit you know and uh you know had a good intention because i I definitely think that the raw whim is that's a tougher sell to like remember those people in that room i said like there's several people in that room that would have a tough time with the raw whim and they need kind of this little like they need the softened yoga bullshit yes yes they need that open your fucking heart space nonsense like i I, that shit turns me off so much yes i I fucking hate it so you know they're they're, they needed something so i see why Mm -hmm. they tried to to fucking do that but yeah the um i don't even know what the fuck you call it just the original course that he had and the stretching is a huge part of it like from week one he's like this is how you stretch 
And dude, it makes a fucking huge difference. Like that's, we're going to do something today during Grumpy Guy. Like I get to lead class. Like people are going to be fucking doing all sorts of weird shit. Because I forgot the point of Grumpy Guy, we, we don't have to follow any format. No. But the point is, is like we're working out. And if people want to show up and work out with us, they're welcome. And if we're into some new shit, guess what? Guess you, what? You guys are doing some new shit. And you're welcome to not come. Like, we're doing <laughs> our shit. So, I had that realization the other day. We forget. That that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like we, we fell into a format. And it's a good format, but, right. like, you know, that's not what that was about. That was our format at the time. And but just, our format may change, mm-hmm. depending upon things. Yeah, because it's weird. This fundamentals course... You know, that stupid Marika chick does some, you know, yoga beforehand and then Wim does the breathing mm-hmm. and then he'll have in the homework, he'll have some sort of stretching exercise, like the forward fold or something. Yeah. But it's, dude, it's just glossed over. Yes. It's, it's. She doesn't really, she, it's like she didn't really understand that this, there's a way to breathe with the stretching. Stretching, yeah. That's, and it's that's, part of the Wim Hof method and it's important. Like the one time that he actually tried to talk about it. You could tell she was kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, use your breathing to help touch your toes or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's really, it was really odd, but like I said, it's like she's only been doing it for two years. She, she obviously doesn't really understand it on a, you know, she's not like Wim Hof for life. It's not like she got into it and has been just like studying it hardcore this whole time. So you're going to tell me all this time, this guy doesn't know any yoga instructors that have been doing the Wim Hof method for longer than two fucking years that you could have gotten to help you with this. Mm-hmm. Like, th- that chick was banging his son or something, man. Something's off with that. Like, she ruined that whole fucking series. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, she ruined it. I, I won't recommend that to anyone anymore. I'm going to recommend the original one. So like, did, you, did you do that one, too? Did you buy that I'm, one, Yeah, too? me and my buddy Mark, we split it. Okay. The guy who originally got How much is that it. one? It's, like, the same price, and they got the same, like, deal same going. Same deal, do they? Yeah. So, and they'll give you, like, a 50% off coupon, when you're done with your 10 weeks. Oh, will they? Yeah, they'll send you an email and say, hey, if you want to continue, here's a 50% off coupon. So uh, That's good. I might get on that. Yeah. To I keep think, the journey going. It'd be worth it, man. Because yeah. seeing Wim, how he does it, dude, it's fucking raw. It's it's fucking good. I, I, I'm watching it. And I'm getting way more out of just watching these motherfuckers just do Wim be Wim and lead these fucking people through like Wim shit than... That whole fucking course, dude, like to be honest with you on some level, it's way less confusing. You know, he never gets into the power breathing. He never, like the push-ups are, are fundamentally part of what you do. And it, it, yeah, like the, the workbook, when you're looking at it, you're like, okay, this makes sense. Like I can kind of see how this is building you towards something. Or like you said, the fundamentals course, like the last three weeks is like, all right, what Waste are we doing time. here? Yo, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I got to the point this last week where I fired up the group lesson and I literally just let it play as I was yeah. like doing shit in my house because I was like, okay, am I gonna sit down and do this? If if I'm as as it's playing, if I'm like, oh, this looks good, I'm gonna jump in. Right. And no. it, it played, and I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't waste an hour fucking sitting. Dude, the this. only reason I recommend that you even watch Week Ten is just so you can watch the ultimate train wreck shit show <laughs> that is her getting up there and springing on everyone. That this week's stretching is you just doing what you want, just freestyling. You're just gonna get your own intuitive thing and watching the look on everybody's face is they're <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? What? And then, and then watching them try to like awkwardly work through her going through these vinyasa flows because you know she's a fucking yoga instructor right. and she knows she does she this knows shit. the routine right. yeah and then you know Wim's playing fucking music and everyone <laughs> else is just kind of like what and like I said there was one dude who never even moved 
I bet you, I bet you I know which guy that was. Yeah, he never even moved. He didn't get up. He didn't fucking even try to start stretching and do anything. He just sat cross-legged the whole time. Like, I ain't even going to entertain this fucking nonsense. It would have been better if he just would have got up and left. <laughs> if you would have just seen him out of the corner of the screen, just like, get up with a disgusted look on his face, roll up his yoga mat and walk out. Oh, <laughs> man. So, anyways, it's... uh. The I forget how the fuck did we get? I don't know breathing. Breathing. We talked yeah. about it because so, we were derailed, so you brought yeah, us back to breathing, and then we kind of sort of got derailed got again. Derailed again. So the mouth taping, yeah, I've been doing that. Again, maybe it's helping me not pee. Now that I know that's a night of benefit, I'll uh, kind of pay more attention to that. Yeah, I didn't really think that was a thing, but I yeah. like it. I mean, I feel wake up, um, feeling pretty rested. You know, it's when I get to bed at a decent time. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's definitely helped me. Like, I feel like I wake up on the nights that it works. Like, my nose is fucked up. Like, that's kind of is part it, of what... Is it allergies, you think? It's not even allergies, man. It's just, I can't breathe through my nose. Can't my you? sinuses... Both sides, like it. Well, I, I mean, I can. It's just, they're so, like, stuffed up and swollen. Like, my sinuses are just, like, not uh, good. And For, is it from injury? Or? Probably. I mean, I smashed... I, I fucking smashed my face into a rock real hard. I remember they told me they thought I fucking, like, might have crack my sinuses like gotten into because I actually cracked my skull mm-hmm. right there by my nose and so I, I had, bet you there's I bet you got like scar tissue oh yeah that. yeah yeah so I had that and then I smashed my face into a rock like dude like two more millimeters in my fucking teeth would have gotten smashed out like that's how compressed I fucking got my nose like just to that point and uh and so you know those two come to mind for sure like those were like traumatic fucking nose injuries and so, I, yeah, I definitely have some scar tissue and, and things. But, man, a lot of it is just not nose breathing. Like, your body's infinitely adaptable. Mm-hmm. And, and if you tell it this is what you need to adapt to, this is what it's going to fucking adapt to. And not understanding, like, all of the, you know, it, it's not even, it's not, a, I, don't, I don't want to put it, man. It's like, you can get away with fucking dysfunctional breathing and it sounds ridiculous but on a long enough timeline the shit's going to catch up with you no and your yeah your body adapts your our bodies are adaptation machines yeah so you just keep throwing dysfunction at it you're just strengthening that dysfunction and yeah and so you're you know and, and a lot of things that we think of like you know uh, snoring and sleep apnea i do those things are directly related to not being able to breathe through your nose properly and so i mean there's like all of these health detriments and you know it's funny but like I wasn't as motivated to do this shit until I got old enough to where these things started to become more of a reality mm-hmm. where I'm sitting here going like dude am I gonna have to get that fucking weird nose surgery or, or that stupid sleep apnea or start machine? sleeping with a fat fucking sleep apnea yeah. mask on your face yes you know and I'm like oh my I don't want that man I don't want that where what the fuck is going on and so, uh, yeah, when that, when I, that book breath, it was funny, dude, I bought that book. I saw Joe Rogan was interviewing this guy named James Nestor. And I always look at like, you know, who is this guy? And I saw, oh, he's wrote this book breath. And I just, I went and bought, bought it. it I before you even listened. Yeah. 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 I'm like, oh, if he's on Joe Rogan, he's obviously like smart enough. And you know, whatever he's talking about is, uh, I mean, Joe doesn't usually have idiots on. Not anymore. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I was like, all right, I just I'm on this you know breathwork thing with the Wim Hof stuff, and okay, we're gonna get into breathing, and you know he opened up the whole other side of it 
of, you know, what is just good fundamental functional breathing? And, you know, he, he looks at like the Wim Hof is like breathing plus, you know, cause it, it is, man. It's not like, that's not normal breathing. You don't want to breathe that way all day long. No, you can't breathe that way all <laughs> day long. You can't breathe that way all day long. So that is breathing plus. That's like, you know, the way that, that guy Chuck McGee uh, describes it is like Wim Hof is like taking your breathing to the gym. Right. That's where you go to work it out and make it stronger. But you need just good fundamental breathing habits throughout the other, you know, fucking 23 and a half plus hours a day. And so, uh, and that's kind of really where that book kind of opened up my eyes to, you know, how having better fundamental breathing habits would help me with these problems that I was having. And so, you know, going beyond just doing the Wim Hof stuff and really getting into the other end of it, which is almost like how little can you breathe? It's like what, Butieko, I think is the, the Russian guy's name, but he, he was covered in that book, but he... He was some Russian dude. He got really into breathing, helped people with asthma and, and uh, you know, just all sorts of, uh, you know, stuff that you're not supposed to be able to do just breathing, you know. And uh, But a lot of it was based on breathing as little as possible, that most people overbreathe, and that overbreathing creates a huge, you know, physical and mental, uh, you know, you know uh, problems. And so... You know, that's where I was like, okay, I got to really look into this more. And I, I was semi-aware of it because that book, The Oxygen Advantage, that yep. came out a few years ago, that, that's basically what it is. That's a Buccheco or Buccheco uh, method, um, you know, system, which is based on improving your tolerance to CO2 by breathing less. And it's interesting, man. I mean, again, I, you, you may know all this stuff, but it, it's funny, man. We're... Uh, I mean, I think back to where, when I first got into fitness and, you know, we knew for sure that lactic acid caused muscle soreness and was bad for you. And that, uh, CO2 is a poisonous gas that you need more oxygen and less CO2. Like that's what you need. And, you know, both of those things have, or it's actually the opposite. Like, you know, we found out, oh, lactate is actually a, a hugely important fuel source for the body and, and all of these things. And like, oh yeah, CO2 is hugely important for good breathing because it, it, it's CO2 that helps create the acidic environment that your body needs to release the oxygen that is taking in. And so it's not just how much oxygen you take in, it's how much can you use. And so if you don't have enough CO2 in your blood, you can't offload the oxygen that you're taking in. And so it's this weird, like counterintuitive thing, but it's, it's, uh, it, it, yeah, like the way they describe it in the book, and I forget where you know I've read it in a couple of places. It's called the Bohr effect, is the the technical like the medical name for it, B O H R uh, effect, and it basically says like you need CO two in the blood in order to use oxygen, and the higher the levels of CO two, the more oxygen you're going to be able to actually utilize, and and offload from the red blood cells. Like your your red blood cells need the CO two to offload the oxygen and then and so when you overbreathe you're taking in more oxygen than you need and you're blowing out more CO2 than you need so you end up with the blood gases being all fucked up where you've got high levels of oxygen and low levels of CO2 so you're not actually able to use all of that oxygen and 
it, it, you know, your body eventually gets used to this lower level of CO2 and gets very sensitive to any increases in it because that's how your body signals to breathe. Mm -hmm. It's CO2 rising. It's a negative feedback loop. It's not monitoring oxygen. It's monitoring the CO2 levels. And so as CO2 rises, its assumption is that, you know, I am, I need more oxygen. You know, I'm, I'm to balance the gas to balance out. it out. Right. Yeah. We're trying to keep this balance here. And so if the CO2 gets out of whack, I need to breathe more in order to get more oxygen in. And so that's where you get that, like that panicky, I can't breathe feeling. It's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing where your brain's literally freaking out. And so it's those CO2 levels. And so if you chronically overbreathe and you lower your CO2 levels and then your body gets used to these lowered CO2 levels, then it doesn't take much for you to trigger that panicky response. Any increase in CO2 is going to be viewed as your body is a, you know, is an emergency and you got to breathe even more to get even more oxygen in. And so you, you're over breathing even more and then you're exhaling even more CO2. And it's like this really fucking crazy, vicious cycle that you get caught up in. And it's responsible for so many things, um, from, you know, like, uh, they're saying in the book, like, you know, your breathing affects your ability to oxygenate different areas of the body. Like, I forget what it was. It was like eight out of the top nine or something like that. Cancers that people get are related to uh, restricted blood flow and low oxygen levels in that area. Hmm. So like your ability to, to actually oxygenate and utilize oxygen efficiently, it, you know, affects your ability to, you know, your health and your mental well-being. It literally changes the, the blood pH and you know, the chemical balances in your body. And so all of these things, uh, that you're just walking around all day long over breathing and creating all of these physical and mental effects on yourself. And then you go into the doctor and you're like, you know, fucking, I got these problems and they're like, Oh, here's, you know, antidepressants or fucking whatever, you know? And it's like so many of these problems are actually related more directly to shitty breathing habits. Hmm than anything else and so it's, it's fucking eye-opening man I, I highly recommend everybody read that book like it'll freak you the fuck out when you realize like holy shit man like how we got where we're at and how far away we are from where we were intended to be as a species like like we are our industrialized food and our i mean really the problem is 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 western medicine's disregard for the importance of breathing it just, it's like, they don't fucking care about it. It's like, it's something that naturally happens. And like, if you want to influence your body, the first thing you need to turn to is drugs. And it, and, and breathing is not even considered part of the equation. Like, oh, you got high blood pressure. Here's a drug. Not like, oh, look at your fucking chest breathing and you're over breathing. Like, oh, of course you're going to have high blood pressure. How about we teach you how to breathe better? You know, and... That takes work, though. That takes, takes work. That takes work and personal responsibility. It does, James. man. And those, both those things, in time, are, are are toxic in this day and age. I know, I know. You need it. You need a solution, and you need it fucking now. And it's not your fault, right? <laughs> but but like, I guess like, on some level, we understand it. We expect that from from the medical community because you can say the same thing about nutrition or exercise, uh -huh. which are are understood like the, the 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 dangerous thing about breathing is is it's not even like people they're like oh yeah i know it's important but 
You know, mm-hmm. it's not even that conversation because you go to the doctor, they're gonna be like, you know, you need to eat better. But okay, that's it. doc, that's but it. I can't. Right? Okay. Well, here's these drugs. But at least some they're gonna someone's gonna fucking tell you, you need to try to do this better. This has an impact on the problems that you're having. No one has that conversation about breathing. And so it's just completely uh, disregarded. We just don't even fucking care about it. We don't even think about it. It's like, and so you end up being 44 years old with fucking shitty breathing habits, but somehow performing pretty fucking well. Like that's the crazy thing. Like the day that you realize like, holy shit, I'm a shitty breather. But I'm still doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm out there mountain biking and wrestling. How the fuck? Yeah. Your endurance is good. You know, when we train, like... Yeah, I got you fucking gas tank for days. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, you don't ever gas out. No, I mean, sometimes obviously we all do gas right, out yeah. there, but but it's not it's not one of your weak points. No man, by any stretch. But these things like you know me not being able to sleep at night because my nose is stuffed up and I got to get up to go pee all the time. Like that's starting to affect me more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I'm saying. It wasn't my performance because I've known this shit, but I'm like that perform well. So, so why fix it? It must not be yeah, important. It must not be that big of a deal. Because if it was, then you know why am I performing so well if I'm not doing this shit? And, and, and that wasn't, you know, that's not what motivated me. It was the like, holy shit, like, am I going to end up having to get a surgery or like get a, you know, CPAP machine or something? And it's like I got to find another. That, like, you know, that's what motivates me. And that's unfortunately where a lot of what motivates a lot of people is pain. It's risk of loss, not like you know potential gain. Like you know, I may lose my ability to just sleep at night without, you know, some fucking weird thing around Stupid my face or, or, you know, having to go through some weird nose surgery or something like that. And, you know, that's, that's a motivating factor for me. So, but, uh, but yeah, man, reading that book and just tying it all in and seeing like, you know, it starts with kids. Like that's why Z was talking about the, the mouth taping. Like I don't make them do it. You know, he, he just, he sees me doing it. And I, Lead by example. And I talk, That's the best way to yeah, show yeah. people, man. And I talk about, you know, the benefits of it around him and stuff. And so he wanted to do it, but it starts as a kid. And, and you see, like, you hear the stories about, like, you know, the Native American tribes wouldn't let their kids sleep with their mouths open, you know, like would close their mouths. And like, it, it was, it was a huge thing. And it was actually something he covered in that book too, was that, uh, you know, tribal peoples in general tend to be nose breathers and almost like look at mouth breathing is uh like it's a fucking terrible thing to do to your body so you want to do it in a very limited way it starts to make you think that oh, is that why you know the fucking indians were so laconic like you know they didn't talk a lot yeah you know what i mean like if you think about like the the stoic indian uh figure that we have and it's like well maybe part of that is he didn't want to talk so much because he knew he was fucking poisoning his body with with all this fucking mouth breathing like i'm doing right now but <laughs> But yeah, man. You so, definitely didn't pick that up from your Native American roots. No. <laughs> Sorry. No. So yeah, the uh, the but yeah, so you have this tradition of nose breathing that was completely, like I said, just disregarded in industrialized societies. And then you look at you know the the, the foods and we, we talked about it last week in the book. He talked about like he goes to these. Uh, I guess man, under the city of Paris is like all these yeah. fucking. No tombs and, and shit and so he can go down there and he, you know you can see the skulls from different time periods and you can see a distinct change where, where like the nasal cavity started shrinking and the mouth the, the face got narrower you start seeing more dental problems and it's a very clear line in the sand and it was when we started eating more industrialized 
foods because they're softer and they don't require as much chewing. And so, you know, we're basically raised on soft foods from the time we're babies. And then there's no importance of nose breathing. So it's not being reinforced. It's not being taught. So when you mouth breathe, the other thing is your tongue doesn't sit on the roof of your mouth and your, your face is supposed to develop around your tongue. And so when you have your tongue on the roof of your mouth, like that's supposed to help widen the face and create space for your teeth, create space for your sinuses. And so when you don't do that, you grow up mouth breathing, it affects the shape of your face. It affects the, the your sinuses and things. And so, you know, we were, the, the joke was, and you know, I hate to, you know, say it, but when you think about your average, uh, you know, like the image that we have of like an Englishman or a Frenchman, you know, you're going to create like the most ridiculous image of, you know, the Englishman's got the big fucking crappy teeth mm-hmm. and the, the Frenchman's got the like little narrow chin with the narrow face. And it's like, you know, on some level we find that look like, I don't like it, mm-hmm. you know? And after reading that book, I realized like that in England and France were two of the leading places for this switch to industrialized foods and where you saw some of the most dramatic changes within just a few generations of it, of these facial features changing. On some level, humans recognize that is not healthy. Like we look at that face and we recognize an unhealthy individual. Their face is fucked up. The shape of your face is fucked up. It's not supposed to be that way. And so it's... uh, you know, yeah, it's like fucking seeing a 500 pound person, you know, like there's just a certain, like the human body is not supposed to look that way. Like it's not, I hate fat people, but like, you know, there is, there is a instinct towards what is healthy and what's not healthy. And like we, there's a reason for it, right? It's, you know, it's, you want to pass your genes on with someone who's healthy. Mm-hmm. So they have the best chance. And so, uh, yeah, you see someone with a fucked up facial features and just instinctively on some level, you know, like, ooh, man, that's not attractive. Like, that does not look good. And it's not really about some, you know, construct of beauty that we're trying to force on people. It's like, no, that's nature. It's, it's in us. It's in our DNA somewhere. Yeah. It's buried in there. That's nature giving you <clears throat> feedback on on who's a good potential mate based on their health. And someone who's a chronic mouth breather is not as healthy as someone who's a nose breather. Mm-hmm. Like, period. Like, that's just the fucking fact. So... There you go. But yeah, it's funny, man. When I brought that, I was like, that's why, man. Because you think about those fucking, those, those uh, I don't know what you call it, the, the cliche look. The stereotypical. Yeah, the stereotypical look of a Frenchman or yeah. an Englishman. And it's like, oh, that's the face of a fucked up industrialized uh, food eater who mouth breathes. Yeah, I, I'm the same. No, I remember that with James Nestor. Jim, mm-hmm. that was the name, right? I remember him mentioning that, uh, you know, the Wim Hof method, Wim just says, use it any hole you can, nose, mouth. Mm-hmm. And he made the point, he's like, well, he's like, I believe that Wim did that for ease of access. Yes. Because nose breathing is tough to do, you know, especially his, his you know, uh, uh, Wim's method of breathing, you know, it's it's aggressive. And so if you if you can't breathe through your nose adequately, it's, it's, it's going to turn you off from his system. Yep. So then Wim was like, well, let's just make this easy for everybody, whatever hole you got. Um, but in reality, you should be breathing through your nose optimally. And, uh, yeah. opti- optimally, you yeah. know, and 
And since he, I remember him, I remember I picked up on that when he said that. Like, oh, so when I do a lot of my Wim Hof breathing, I try. If I'm doing a power breathing, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go to the mouth. Yeah, you know, and I'll switch it up. Sometimes I'll I'll uh, breathe into the mouth and out through the nose, and I, I'll play with it, you know, or in yeah. The, um, but ever since doing that, you know, like I look, I've been uh, looking at people differently. Like I, I look at people's noses, you know, and and you'll see people. People with like big wide noses. I'm like, man, that lucky bastard. I, bet I know. You, I was like, I bet you they can breathe good. Fuck yeah, dude. I get jealous. And I was watching uh, that la- the Last Dance, you know, the Michael Jordan yeah. document- documentary on Netflix. Fucking Rodman. <laughs> I'm only like two episodes in, or, but I, you know, so I was noticing like you, you look at Michael Jordan and you just look at a lot of those super athletes. I mean, those are just specimens. Yeah. Dude, Rodman spec- had a fucking huge nose. They're, they all did. Yeah. Look at it. L- look at look at Jordan's nose. Look how look, yeah. look at them all. The size of the, the size, fucking like, air intake valve. Yeah, it's like these are. I mean, these are high performing. These are special people, man. Like you just see the size of them, the athletic abilities, like just insane. Yeah. But then I was really I was like, well, you look at all their noses. I'm like, oh, they got like superchargers on their hood. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that air intake valve is fucking huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But I started, even in my day-to-day life, I walk around and look, I'm like, oh, these lucky fuckers. I got this big, long nose that's been broke so many times. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's funny. It does make you start looking at people and, and things a little differently it when does. you start seeing that. But yeah, the the mouth breathing or the nose breathing, I've been doing that. Um, kind of Just like you said, man, like I'll do some nose breathing. And I've been doing... Uh, I've been following the Chuck McGee. I got to send you a couple of his audios because it's it's interesting just having someone lead you through it mm-hmm. versus like trying to, to just do, it yourself. do it yourself or whatever. And um, man, what was it? A Monday, man. Dude, I fucking I kind of freaked myself out. Like he does four rounds of it, and so like the first two rounds were like I was just like man, whatever, dude. You know, doing my Wim Hof breathing. It feels good, right? right? But it's not like nothing fucking crazy. And then the third round. Like, I started to get real tingly. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, okay. And then the fourth round, man, I was like, I'm just going for it. I went, like, just mouth, just... <laughs> I mean, I was fucking going, man. I felt every square inch of my body yep. just fucking Electrifying, tingly, yeah. dude. Uh-huh. And I could feel it as my breathing just, like, it was filling it up. And then, like, it... uh I fucking was sweating like yep. a fucking woman of ill repute in a house of worship, man. It was <laughs> just just like someone turned to falsehood. Dude, out. just drenched uh-huh. in my shorts. Yep. And I'm sitting there and like I remember he, you know, he was still saying, like, you know, do the breathing. And and uh I had to stop. I was like, I'm fucking like I gotta stop, man. And so yeah, I stopped and sat there and did my breath hold and it was fucking weird. Like I almost I it was one of the times when I was like, I started breathing again because it just felt so fucking weird. I was freaking myself out. I had the, the fucking the T-Rex, like little hands all clawed up. I was all like, ah! And uh, yeah, man, it was fucking wild. Yeah, I can do, I do that pretty rarely. Like when I tell you on Monday nights after my fast and Tuesday mornings again, I still haven't eaten. Like I can, I can get to that state pretty regularly. Like we're just, I start sweating buckets. Like if I really want to go deep, like, all right, I'm going to get after this. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's repeatable. Yeah. And I, I can do it. Like, okay, we're going, I mean, I can go deep into the speeder world without getting to that point. Like the whole breaking a sweat thing. Or if I like turn it on and go for it, like, boom, I can get right to it. Yeah. But if I'm not fasted, it's a different thing. Yeah. It's, it's way harder. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely, man. I mean, I this is 
I, I do it in the morning. Yeah, I usually, because I wake up, and I usually do it around like, you know, maybe like nine. So it's probably been a good like 12 plus hours since I've had any food. And uh, I mean, I can feel it. You know, I feel, I'm not like hungry, but I can tell like I'm, I'm running on, you know, my inner fuels or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, if I have something in my stomach, man, it's definitely it's dead, way, different. way different. I've tried, I've experimented with it. I, I've eaten and then tried to do it right away. It, dude, you almost can't do it. It yeah. just sucks. It's yeah. like, this is nothing. It's not the, not that's the why same. it's always in the morning. Cause I'm always yeah, obviously fasting in the yeah. morning. And then, you know, a 24, 36 hour fast, like that is motivating. Right? I look forward to every Monday that, you know, cause Sunday night rolls around, <laughs> I eat, I'm like, cool. I'm going to fast tomorrow. Faster, it's about 36 hours normally. And, dude, it feels so good, dude. Like, it's, I look forward to it every week. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, dude. It's, uh, you got to do that, man. I'm telling you, man. You got to get 24 hours into that fast or 36 hours into that fast and do that breathing. Yeah. It, it'll, you'll be like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> you'll, start doing, you'll start doing it regularly. I guarantee. Man, you, you I. Got, you got to do it, dude. I'm telling you. All right, I'll try. I mean, I don't know how I can go fucking more fucking buzzed out than I was. Oh, you can't. But, okay, I, I don't think you can get more buzzed out, but the, the ability for you to get there is way easier. Yeah. It's super easy. You can tap. Well, I did it again Tuesday. You can tap right into it. Yeah. And I, and you can tap into a lower state of that, like like almost nothing when you're yeah. fasted. Yeah. You know, for that long. But like, if you really want to go deep and explore the spirit world and stay in it for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, you gotta do it. Do it. Just fucking do it. Fucking do it, man. All right, man. Um, yeah, but actually, I asked uh, Chuck about that just to make sure, you know, like he's not like, oh no, no, that's bad sign. Like your body's fucking freaking out. But he's like, no, man, that's that's where you went. That's where you went. Mm-hmm. So apparently, that's uh, not something that everybody who does Wim Hof is able to achieve. So pussies. Man, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I say, <laughs> dude. I don't know, man. Everybody's different. I mean, yeah, you know, Kiss Kiel is definitely having a different. Like, I don't think she's quite gotten to that point uh, before, and so it's uh, it is weird, like how different it is for different people. Because I'll guarantee you, man. Like, if I wasn't doing it, Kiel would probably not be. You know, she'd probably be doing it, but she wouldn't be doing it as consistently or. You know, because just based on her own experience, it's like, oh, okay, this is okay. This is cool. You know, but I'm sitting here like, dude, this is fucking crazy. Like, this is profound. Like, we're doing this every day. Like, I got to do this every day. And so, like, she's kind of coming along with me because, like, I'm having this fucking profound experience. And she's having a good experience. It's not the same. But it's not the same. Hmm. And uh, on some level, it frustrates her and I feel bad about that. I wish she would just kind of just, hey, man, this is your journey, man. Like, don't worry about it. It's like jujitsu. Like, some people walk in and fucking, you know, the first six months, for whatever reason, they're kicking ass. Like, it doesn't matter where you're at in 10 years, man. Like, it doesn't matter where we're at right now. But, uh, um, but yeah, I can see how, you know, people would try it and then, like, eh, you know, not really do it long enough. Because, man, it may take you a few years yeah. to get to the point where you can get that deep. And, yeah, how many people are really motivated enough to do something for a few years to try to get better at it, right? Everybody wants to be Swami Rama, but nobody wants to fucking <laughs> wants to hang out in the cave, cave for 40 years. years yeah. Exactly. It's like, how fast can we do this shit? But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. But so yeah, I had, uh, that evaluation with him or I talked to him to, uh, clear a few questions. I asked him about like the push-ups, uh-huh. and he says what he does 
is the push-ups on the fourth round. Okay. So, and I've kind of started doing that. Like if I don't get myself to the point where I'm paralyzed, yeah. then I'll, I'll do my push-ups on that fourth round. And so, so you do, let's say you just do your 40 breaths and then you exhale and hold. Yep. And then you do your push-ups yep. there. Yep. And then, and then do you do, uh, so you always do your push-ups on the exhale hold or do you do a round of the inhale hold? Also? No, I've just been doing the exhale. Exhale hold. Exhale hold, yeah. Just like a normal... Wim Hof. Gotcha. And, uh... Yeah, see, I have that's That gives me something to shoot for, because I haven't figured out where to incorporate that in my... No, it's not clear pra- at all. ...practice yet. Like, it's not clear at all. I, I can see that being a good thing. Yeah. Because I like doing push-ups anyways. Yeah. And so, just on my last round, the third, my, my third or fourth round... I'll light. He says it makes it... Especially if, you know, if you're doing it in the morning, mm-hmm. when you're trying to get a little more awake and energized. Awake and fired up. Yeah, it's like, it's just, it's, it's a little bit more active... Well, you know, you're sitting there and your body's metabolizing stuff. Like, you you know, your, your, your body's working even when you're sitting there. He's like, you're just kind of being a little more active with it and, you know, increasing the CO2 a little bit higher, a little bit quicker. And uh, so, yeah, I've been digging that. I like that. That's, uh, I'll, I can incorporate that like that. Yep. That's no big deal. Yeah, that was good. That, that uh, I've been, been liking that. Man, I get done, you know, and I'll... Uh, feel good. Like, yeah, I can good. see that feeling good. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, so there was that, and he said that the um, the power breathing where you hold on the inhale, mm-hmm. that that's what Wim actually used in the immune study, like the immune system study. So the where they injected him with yeah, the fucking, with some sort of virus right. or whatever. So it was it, that was the breathing method that he was using to jack up the immune system, and then he would you know have a few like holds on the exhale to kind of like calm down or whatever but it was really like that that hold on the inhale the that was the immune the elicited the immune system response so hmm. just i don't know something else to think about keep in mind if you're feeling like you might have a getting sick or something like that like the that, that power breathing holding on the inhale holding on the inhale yeah i like holding on the exhale way better you know it's i do very little holding on holding on the inhale yeah, and, you know, just talking about it and me thinking about it, like I can. I'll I'm do try, the power try, breathing, but I'll still hold on. The I exhale. still hold on the exhale. Yeah, and that's just because that's what I've been doing. But I can see myself. I can come up with a system. Maybe like in the mornings, hold on the inhale or hold on the exhale, and then in the evenings, hold on the inhale. So you know, I like come up with a system. To yeah, because I, I can see. I'm sure there's benefit for both. Yeah, I just I very rarely do the hold on the inhale. I don't yeah. know why. Just, I did one the other day. Like, I just, like, I'll, it's funny, man. I've gotten to the point where I just, I just do my own shit. So yeah. we're talking about, like, how, you know, I have these different things. And so, like, the other day I did two normal rounds. And then my third round, I was, I was getting going after it. And I was feeling pretty good. And for whatever reason, I was like, you know, I'm going to hold on the inhale on this one. And so I just did, like, a hold on the inhale. And then my fourth round, I did my push-ups holding on the exhale. And... That felt pretty good, man. Yeah. So just kind of like playing around with them. But like starting out, I think, with the first two rounds, just regular Wim Hof breathing just to kind of get things going. And then seeing where you're at, where you want to go with those last two rounds, you know, if uh, you want to do anything at all. But that's that's kind of how I've been looking at it. And if I don't have myself paralyzed by the fourth round, throwing in some push-ups. So, dude, I swear to God, it's hard to describe, man. It's a weird feeling. It's like if somebody ran in the fucking room and said fire, like you would 
probably have a tough time getting yourself together to get the to fuck get out. moving. Like, yep. if they hit you, like, right at the fucking peak of it, yeah. like, dude, I don't think I could move, yeah, like, it, super efficiently. Yeah, if that, hopefully that fire wasn't super close. No. Because I'm going to need a few seconds to yeah. get myself. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of get, the, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you are paralyzed. That's what it feels like. Like, not, a, not in, like, a terrible way. Like, you know you can move. But, no, like, I, again, it sounds weird, but, like, I think you've entered the spirit world. And so you've kind of left this realm for a minute. Yeah. You know, it's, this is goofy, I know. But dude, whenever I get deep on that in Monday evenings or Tuesday mornings, like my dog picks up on it. Mm. Like a lot of times I, I like to do it. I lay, I just lay flat on the ground. And it's, kind of, it's been my mode lately. And when I get to like this, I can get to the spirit world pretty good on like the second round, fasted. Third and fourth round, I'm deep. And by the time I get to like usually third round, no matter where my dog is in the house, he sometimes he'll be in my bedroom sleeping because it's at night or in the morning he still hasn't gotten up yet. He'll come see me. I'm on the ground and I've hit the spirit world. All of a sudden I have my eyes closed. And I can sense him coming. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'll get my face licked and he'll just, he'll kind of lay down and just kind of put his head on my chest like, what's the fucking guy doing? <laughs> but it's almost it's like it's very reliable. Once I get that like the third or fourth round deep in the spirit world, wherever I am, Frank comes like. What is this fucking guy doing? It's weird, man. It's, it's That's pretty, funny, man. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting experience for sure. It is. But, so, man, what the fuck else? He, uh... I heard you mention Netty Pop. Yeah. So, that was something that Steve Maxwell was talking <laughs> about. There was some, um, and, you know, just for clearing up the, the sinuses and stuff. And so, yeah, it's something I've never done because, dude, it's funny, like, Mouth taping and pouring water up your nose. Like, that's why, water why do you, that's it's waterboarding, waterboarding yourself. Waterboard. Right, exactly. It's like, I know, I'm like, okay, so I can't breathe through my mouth and you're going to waterboard me. It's like, what did I do? Like, why do you hate me so much? And so, like, it fucking sounds terrible. And so I've never, that's why I didn't do either one of them. But I'm, I, dude, I'm, I'm in. I'm like, I'm doing this shit. Whatever the fuck they say to do, I'm fucking doing it. So, he so said I've been I've been using uh, a neti pot for years. Yeah, I and mean, daily. Like I, I'll have to show you. Like I I like the squeeze bottle version. So okay. You, so you got some power going up your nose. Mm. I'll show you the one I get. There's a company called like Doctor Neil Med makes one. You can buy it at Walgreens or Amazon. Like, yeah, yeah. Cheap. And you know you put your salt in there, and it's a little squeeze bottle. Kind of looks like this microphone. You put your water, your salt in there. And then you just, you know, get over the sink and and you give it a good squeeze and it powers it up one nostril and out the other side. And then you hit the other one and daily, every morning, yeah. every morning. Cause then it just clears all the junk out from the night before. I look forward to it every morning I wake up. It's like, I get my water going and my coffee, boom, hit the neti pot and I'm good to go. Yeah. No, yeah. man, I did it. I did it last night. I did it this morning. And it's definitely not as horrible. No, as dude. Okay. It's going to be. Suggestion though. Yes. So, cause you know, you you salt. In your water. Yeah, the new... I, I got the little sinus rinse packet. Sinus rinse packets. Yeah. Okay. So, because you, you and I are a lot alike in ways. There will be a time where you run out of those salt packets. You're like, oh, fuck it. I'll just use the water. <clears throat> don't do it. It is a terrible experience. Just dude. the water? Just the water. Do not. I don't know what it is. Why? I don't know the science behind it. But it is fucking terrible, dude. <laughs> so, if you run out of salt, the sinus rinse packets... Skip that day. Okay. Just take my word for it and yeah. just get yourself some more. That's funny. It, it is it is horrific, dude. All right. So I'm glad you told me that. Yeah. I was thinking that might have just been like a bonus thing. No. So it is not a bonus thing. It is a necessity. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah. 
So no, that's yeah. I went and got a neti pot and it's got the little sinus rinse packets yep. and uh, yep. did it up. Steve said that like doing it right should actually like come down the throat. Oh yeah. So like get it all all the way back there. That's why you need the power. You need to squeeze one. Yeah. Just to pour in it, it's white belt level shit. You yeah. Need, you need that. Well, blasting power on there. I'll, I'll start. I'll start there. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been. Uh, that was. Yeah, that was that was good. I felt like my nose was definitely a little clearer last night, and mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. So the neti pot and the mouth taping been two two new additions. You've been doing the neti pot at night before you go to bed or in the morning? Well, I did it this morning. Yeah, so then I do it in the morning because yeah, you do it right, you'll still get water in your sinus cavities. And then when you lay down to sleep, you'll feel it drain. Mm. You'll notice as you do it more, there'll be times to where you, you blast your nose. You get in, you blow, then you blow your nose and everything's cleared out. You won't realize it, but then like say you go bend over, there'll still be like say you go do downward dog. Say you're going to go work out. You bend over, water will come pouring out. You're like there's some there's some sinus little nooks and yeah. crannies in there that held on to some water. It'll come leaking out. Huh. Oh, fuck, there's still water. It'll, yeah, it'll yeah. happen yet. Just give it time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Now, I did it last night. I mean, it wasn't right before bed. I just, I got done. Uh, we just went and grabbed it. We bought that in an oximeter pulse ox mm-hmm. thing. So, and again, just with the breathing stuff, like certain techniques are supposed to help, you know, lower your uh, oxygen saturation levels and other ones are, you know, it's just a good way to, to check. And that was one of those things, man. I put that thing on last night and it's like, so they got 94%. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's like not... Where should you be? I great. don't even know. I mean, he said average is like, you know, 95 to 99. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's just, you know, more reinforcement. I'm like, fuck, dude. I do... I'm a shitty breather. I over-breathe. Oh, the bolt test. Have you ever fucking done the bolt test? Mm. So this is... It's a body oxygen level test. That's what it's it stands for. And this is like one of the assessments that both... Uh, the XPT people uh, and the and Steve Maxwell use and you basically just, you know uh, chill for a minute or two and then you're gonna take a normal breath in and then breathe out and then how long can you hold it? So you're not trying to oxygenate your system like Wim Hof just a normal breath in normal breath out and hold and you hold and it's a test mm-hmm. because what it's gonna be is like how it, it, what it you, you know CO2 starts to rise and so it's a way for you to kind of check how sensitive are you to rising CO2 levels and so it's not a maximum breath hold it's not like it's like when do you feel the need to breathe, to breathe? and so you kind of got to be honest with yourself a little bit with it but dude my score was like fucking 17 seconds it, like average is supposed to be 30 mm-hmm. like athletes are supposed to be 40 plus <laughs> you know I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm so fucked up. It was frustrating. I was fucking pissed off yesterday. <laughs> I was pissed off. I was like, this is fucking bullshit, man. You know, if I'd have known, or like if anybody would have really explained this shit to me, the, but, you know, no. It's like from, <clears throat> I've been doing track. You know, I started working out at like 13, somewhere in there. I ran track uh, in high school. And, and so since that time, like I've been involved in strength training and an aerobic sport for like fucking 30 years. And, and no one said to you all this time. You know, again, it's one of these things where they're like, they talk about it, but it's, 
I don't know how to, it's like the Wim Hof shit, right? You, you know, people talk about it, but not enough people talk about it for people to really think it's important. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's this thing that people judge, like how important is something based on how many people talk about it. And so if not a lot of people are talking about it, it must not, it must be, not important. be important. Right. And so that, that's where that, that, that fell into that category for me was, okay, I hear people talking, you know, I need to breathe with my diaphragm. I understand that. Like, you know, things definitely could have been way worse than they were, but you know, it still wasn't optimal. And so, yeah, I'm looking at these things, fucking poor score on my bolt test and my oxygen saturation levels are on, you know, the low side of normal. And it's like, you know, this is horse shit, man. So, but you're fixing it. Fix it, man. You're on the right path. That's why I went and bought the neti pot. That's how fucking desperate I am. I was like, dude, if I'm, if I got to waterboard myself, I will waterboard myself. Like, I don't give a fuck at this point, you know, Outside of surgery, like anything that somebody can give me, like, you know, natural or, you know, breathing or something, like to, to get me on the right track, like I'm in, I'm doing it, you know, I'll figure out later what actually worked and what didn't and kind of... But you, you know, got to try shit. Yeah, yeah. I just got to have, you know, boom, doing it. So, yeah, yeah that's, uh, but a big, you know, that, that over-breathing thing, man. And so one of the main um, things that they, that like Steve Maxwell and the XPT people talked about is... Uh, the, the drill they call breathe light to breathe right. But basically you're, you're supposed to sit there for like five to 10 minutes and you just breathe only through your nose as little as possible. So, so you're still breathing in and out, right? You're not doing a breath hold, but what you're doing is you're just sipping as little air in as you need and then you just blow it out nice and slow. And so if you're doing it right, you should actually build just a little bit of like, they call oxygen hunger. You know, like that, just a little bit of it. You know, not enough to where you're freaking out and, and you feel like you got to start panic breathing, but you know, you are breathing as light as you can. And that, that will one, help readjust your body's tolerance to CO2 because you're, you know, you're raising it a little bit. It's just like anything else. You got to expose it to higher levels of it for it to get used to those higher levels. But if you go too high, it's just like in the gym, man, it's like, you got to be, you know, where's your strength level? You got to go a little above that. You go too much and you're going to hurt yourself. And so, and then that, that breathing really light, uh, will, you know, again, you got to think about it on some level if you haven't ever trained it, but breathing through the diaphragm, you know, where you're breathing into the belly and feeling the ribs expand and, uh, um, but yeah, like that, that drill right there was something that, uh, that they both talked about and, hmm. uh, and suggested, but, um, oh, and then Steve talked about isometrics. Did he? He did. And what's funny is he, uh, he's basically doing for ramping isometrics what I told you I was doing, where he just breathes through the nose the first 30 seconds, mm -hmm. and then he goes to nose and mouth breathing the for like the, the 80 sec, 80%. And the 20 seconds or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and then the last one, he still does 30, 30, 30, 30. 30. We've got our own kind of little, but the 100%, he goes to like a... Like the power breathing, basically. Yeah, because he was talking about breathing for strength training, and you know, of course, he's telling everybody like you don't need to lift weights. You know, isometrics are the way to go, and this is the way to breathe during isometrics. And he was going like, <sighs> so like that was one of my questions I asked him at the end was like, you know, why do you prefer that? Because like I'm trying to keep my breathing like calm and controlled, and you know, so in anyways, that's when he was like, oh yeah, that's no, a great question. If you're doing the ramping isometrics, then you know, yeah, it's breathing, nose breathing only, nose and mouth, and, and then, then and then the power like 
so, you know, in, in through the nose, out through the mouth, but the quicker, like one, one pace is what, uh, he was, was recommending. Hmm. So thought you'd, uh, you'd appreciate that. So, oh, and then I asked Chuck about using Wim Hof for, uh, competition. So if you're going to, you know, go compete in a jujitsu tournament, like how do you, you know, what would you do? How do you incorporate this shit? And so he said that doing, uh, basically if you can time it so that you're doing your, your Wim Hof breathing an hour before your match, the, that's kind of the, the, the window mm-hmm. that you'll, that'll, you'll have. And he was saying if like you can recover quick enough, like you want to do it as close to your match as you can, you know? So like if you've got the matches 25 minutes away, do 20 minutes of fucking Wim Hof breathing and then give yourself five minutes to get your shit together and then go, you know, compete or, you know, go do your thing. But, hmm. you know, just saying all those, the, especially the, um, the adrenaline, cause it does like the Wim Hof method releases adrenaline. And so it makes sense. I want to, I definitely want to try it because what's the worst part about the first match? The, that shocked your system the adrenaline, and the adrenaline and then yeah and then fucking feel like why am I tired yes like I roll a million rounds at the gym right and so and that's what he was saying like that's one of the the things that doing that will do is you're actually like instead of waiting for your body to react to the situation to give you that adrenaline you kind of like doing it ahead you're doing give, it you're giving yourself a little vaccination basically so yeah. to speak a little vaccine adrenaline vaccine ahead of time yep yeah okay. so when the adrenaline hits it's not as big a fucking like change in, in the environment. Hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, I can see that. So outside of all the other oxygenation and like lower pain threshold and or whatever the hell he's, you know, said a couple other things. Cause he works with some different athletes and, and different sports. And so, uh, um, but yeah, that was his advice. And then afterwards, he's a real big fan of the, you know, four, six breathing, like into four out to six. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of the, 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 the hallmarks of the, the oxygen advantage or, you know, Bucheco uh, methods is a longer exhale than an inhale. And you reverse that when you need power, right? So you do like a, you know, uh, into four and out for two when you're trying to like get charged up to, you know, do something, something hard. <clears throat> but otherwise it's like a four, six is your good standard breathing pattern. And so, yeah, he's just saying, like, just trying to get people back to that four, six breathing pattern as quickly as possible. The ice bath, you know, uh, helps, but that was his, uh, that was his advice. You want to know Steve's advice? What's that? <laughs> so Steve, I love Steve, man. Cause he's old enough and, and experienced enough to not give a fuck yep. what you think. He's going to tell you what he thinks is fucking out there as it sounds sometimes. He don't give a fuck. It's like whatever, man, I'm fucking, I'm Steve Maxwell. Who the fuck are you? You know? <laughs> so he would, uh, you know, he talked several times about, uh, the, um, you know, jujitsu, the application of it and, you know, just his, his experience with the, with the Gracie's, you know, I mean, he fucking it was like one of their first American I black think he belts. was like the first American black from, belt. From the Gracies. He said that, right. he mentioned on, on the call, he said like there were other people who got in their black belts, but the Machado brothers were giving black belts out. He's like, the Gracies, he's, he said like, I think I was like 
the second fucking non Gracie or something they gave a a black belt to or or something. Again, I could be wrong, but he said you know, it was something like that. Like you know, but that dude's like balls deep in with those guys. Yeah. And uh, and so just talking about like their you know breathing techniques and his experience with uh, with them. And, you know, that's what really got him to realize that the importance of breathing was watching Hickson. Hickson do all his yeah, exercises. and just fucking never get tired. And so, uh, um, so anyway, so his deal before a match was to imagine, and he does this in a bunch of different situations, but you stand there and you breathe deep and you imagine that you're filling your body with white energizing light and each breath in is all the things that you want to be that you the, the positive things you the, the you know the strength the courage the honor and then when you exhale you got to exhale through the mouth and when you're exhaling you're blowing out black soot the the all the negative stuff the fear and the doubt and and all those things that are holding you back and so you know you stand there and you do that for a couple breaths and he's like, man, I'm ready to go out there and rip a new asshole. You know? <laughs> he's like, I used to get really nervous before rolling or, or before competition. And uh, he's like, you know, and that that's the method I use to before competition. He's like, I've used it with my guys and it works great, man. Somebody's nervous and whatever and you get them doing that and fucking there you go. <laughs> so... That seems like a really Steve Maxwell-esque answer. It does, man. It does. So, yeah, it's funny, man. Towards the end, he really started getting into some Steve Maxwell. Because he's, he's definitely got his... Uh, um, he, he's not a completely orthodox fitness professional. No. He, he definitely veers into some of the more esoteric uh, traditions and practices and thoughts of things, for sure. And that's what I like about him, though, man, is he, he, he brings that stuff in. So, um, but yeah, no, that was his uh, that was his advice on the competition thing. I'm glad you're doing all this. So now you can be like my breathwork guru. Yeah. I know I have to develop my system. That's the, the XPT teaches you how to assess breathing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to start doing some practicals to, you know, test that out. I'll so, be a guinea pig for yeah, you. Yeah, I figured you would. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm going to, it's a whole new, not just for myself, but also for other people mm -hmm. and just realizing like, wow, there's this way that I can help people because, you know, man, you fucking, you work out how many times a week, you know, you eat how many times a day, you breathe all day. Hopefully. 24, yeah, hope, but you, you should be, you know what I mean? But that's the thing that like you can help someone with that impacts their life. On, on, on such a bigger scale than anything else I can do as a coach or trainer. And so, yeah. It's something that's just taken for granted. It is. No one puts any thought into it. It is, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd suggest, man, people check out that book, Breath. Um, James Nestor, you can uh, look him up. He's actually got quite a few videos on his uh, website mm -hmm. demonstrating some of the different breathing techniques that he talks about in there. Um, you know, obviously the Wim Hof method. I mean, I... I would say if I was looking at it now, what I would recommend people do is that they uh, do some like, you know, do the bolt test, right? See where you are. And you can look that up. Look that up online. I guarantee you you'll find a chart, something that will explain it to you. You know, do the bolt test. Um, just kind of, you know, do, do some simple assessments of your breathing. 
and make sure that your your uh, uh, you know your, your basic foundational breathing is good. And if it's not, like maybe spend a little time with that, and then like because the Wim Hof method is the gym. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If someone came to you and they said, "Hey, I want to start working out, but they can't touch their toes," and you know, there's just you're not going to take them in there and start having them do deadlifts. So you know I, that that would be hey, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. 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 So you need to do deadlifts, but you need to make sure you can do them safely. And if right. you can't, do a few things to make sure you can do it safely. Because, man, I guarantee you, you go into the fucking Wim Hof breathing and you got super dysfunctional breathing and you're just fucking powering through that, like... You, you're probably going to do more damage in the long yeah, run. Yeah, man. And you're not going to get nowhere near the benefit out no. of it, you? And you're not, you're not going to stick with it. No. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. So, so, yeah. So you may need to focus more on, like, the breathe light to breathe right. Um, you know, four, six breathing... You know, things to help build that CO2 tolerance and develop that diaphragmatic breathing pattern. And then, yeah, man, go give Wim a look up and fucking say hi to the spirit world for us. <laughs> you definitely want to get to that point, right? Yeah. Like that's, but I, I, I do think that uh, that that foundation, because like, that's what I'm going to do with my clients as I'm, you know, working with them on this is, uh, you know, assess their breathing and make sure they're breathing right. Before I start saying, all right, it's fucking three rounds of Wim Hof, baby. Let me know what you fucking found. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited too, man. Heck yeah. And I got to fucking hold water in my mouth while I drill today. It's nose breathing. Hmm. Extraordinaire. Hmm. That's what Steve said. Again, man, he's, he was like, man, that's what I have my boys do. They'd fucking... Have them because you can tape your mouth when you roll, but it gets weird and mm-hmm. come in. So he's like, just hold a mouthful of water. Hmm. So please don't spit that out all over me. Remember, you know, if you fucking neon belly me too hard, bro, that's what I see. <laughs> that's what I see going on. Yeah, so cool. cool. Same call to rat. Yeah, let's go train, witch, man. Let's go train. Cool. See you. See you. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Consequences, but what you do.